Hey, so good to have you online right now. You guys might be seated in the house. You can be seated on your couch wherever you are at. But man, it's good to have you. Hopefully you are on in or uh, uh, on or in a beautiful place. Maybe you're on a beautiful island or you're in a beautiful place. I don't know if Corpus Christi counts, but maybe Port Aransas does. <laughs> the beach looks a little bit different. You know, as you just move 45 minutes out, but uh, wherever you are, so good to have you. Now, we are in this celebration, celebratory time. Uh, I'm a a pastor that just loves traveling. I love seeing new places. And I'll tell you, I love encouraging people to go and see new places. So we're going to take some time as a staff uh, this next week to refresh and restore. I'm telling all my staff, get out of here. Go do something somewhere, see a beach, you know, get them, them thighs out um, and have, have a good time. Skies are out, thighs are out, you know. Um, my wife says buns out, uh, something about the buns. I don't know what my wife says, but uh, that's not for me. Um, but man, I hope you're doing something that's fun. And, and in this season and kind of in light of, uh, you know, what we're celebrating, Independence Day, a moment in time we're in a some individuals in our country took a stand and said, you know what, we're, we're going to push away from the oppression of Great Britain and, and, and the ruling of Great Britain and the things that they want to do and taxes, so on and so forth. And we're going to push away from that. We got new ideals. We got a new concept. Uh, we had a new way to govern. And, and this is going to be a society or a group of people, a democracy that is... Uh, elected by the people and for the people, individuals that are in power are elected by it's, uh, those that they represent and, and the pro- purpose is to represent them properly, that whatever they desire would be the government in which would govern over them. And so we celebrate on this weekend that there's some courageous individuals that stepped out and said, here's a new concept, here's a new idea, let's put it into play. And with that, they brought freedom, uh, Uh, principles of freedom that each of us have. And I kind of want to navigate that today because the same kind of things that our founding fathers have done is the same thing Christ has done for us. They brought freedom. And here we are in a country today that millions of people come to for the opportunity, for for the the place where maybe they they can live in freedom and move forward inside of their lives to have opportunity for their families or whatever it may be to change their circumstance. I mean, they sell everything that they have and move towards this country, which is beautiful. Now, our founding fathers had some, some biblical uh, belief behind them and, and some, things that validate, or some things that motivated them. And I thought, man, it'd be good just to read a few things that they said um, that can kind of speak to maybe um, the, some of the things that we are about and, and some things that maybe would inform us a little bit. But their heart was, man, uh, a faith it was at the front of it. And so George Washington would say this, our first president, he would say, while we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we s- certainly ought not to be inactive to the higher duties of religion, to the distinguished character of patriot. It should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian, which is interesting that there's a certain quality in which we should have as individuals, a part of a, a nation but the, the greater thing would be that we would take on as Christ followers. And he's, he's, he's indicating that here. I love the statement by John Adams that would say, uh, each generation is only one, uh, or uh, we're only one generation away from losing freedom, right? Our freedom being extinguished. Yeah. And that would be that each generation has to make a decision to take on the responsibility to uh, keep freedom. 
because we're one generation away from it. You just got to lose sight of the man. It's a responsibility we take. We have to take hard decisions to keep freedom because everybody, I mean, there's powerful people that would want to take that from us and lord over us. That was what Great Britain was doing. John, uh, James Madison would say this, our fourth president. He says, a watchful eye must be kept on ourselves, lest while we are building ideal monuments of renown and bliss here, we neglect to have our names enrolled in the annals of heaven. As we're doing these great things here on this earth, working for great things and building great things, we can't ne neglect the idea and lose sight that, man, we want our names up in heaven. Amen? And so these guys were fighting for the freedom in which we get to live in here today. Our church stands upon, upon the backs of giants that have come before us. There's no only way that we get here is that there's fathers of faith that have gone before us. So uh, inside of this nation, the same thing would be true. As much as that's trying to be dismantled today, we must be individuals that live above the ignorance and live in the wisdom that comes to a place to say there are people that have laid down their lives for the sake of us being here. There's people that have thought long and hard about the democracy in which we live in that has given us the freedom to even have an opinion. And the beauty of that is we're going to be individuals that celebrate those that have gone before us and fully love the freedom that we get. Um, specifically tomorrow, right? If you're watching this, you're tomorrow. Amen. We're going to get it. So uh, we're going to jump into this conversation, freedom and joy, freedom and joy. Two things that we get inside of this country and two things we get inside of the work of Jesus Christ. How many of you guys have ever been in that place in your life where you lived under some control or you lived under some shame and then some, at a moment in time you received some forgiveness and or you received some freedom and, and you remember that moment in time where you received it? Anybody ever been there before? Now, this is the big one. You know, you may, you may have gone from high school to college or living in your parents' house till you just moved out. Whatever that looks like for you, we don't need to talk about it right now. That's your story, whatever. But you went from, I'm under the control of, and I'm now in the freedom of. You've been there. You remember that feeling whenever it was like the first time you had your car. You got a car, and you're like, I got some wheels, and I can go do, I can go drive. I got freedom, right? Yeah. You remember that? It felt, the feeling you had, you're like, oh, my God. I can do anything I want right now. As long as I got the money to drive, right? I was, <laughs> I was laughing right now. I told the team, I said, man, go do something this next week. As far as your money will take you, drive wherever you're going. <laughs> for some of you guys, you're in a place for New Braunfels. Hey, that's the amen. <laughs> Maybe for you guys, you'll make it out of the state. Amen. But I challenged everybody to, to beat Heather and I. We're going to Florida. We're going to Florida. So if you beat me, wherever you're going, come tell me about it. I want to hear all about your story and your adventures. But the freedom that comes with that. I remember when I, when I was in college, I, first time I was able to live outside of my parents' house, I realized the first night I'm like, I can eat anything I want and go to sleep at whatever time I want, right? I feel like Macaulay Culkin back in Home, home Alone. I'm like, yeah, you know. And then I quickly realized at that moment in time that, man, if I don't know who I am or what my values are, I can very easily fall into a, a place inside of my life where uh, um, I'll fall victim to my desires that may not necessarily be the best place for me to live or the best things for me to do, right? Bad company corrupts good character. I realized, I realized that very quickly, right? And so there's, there's this place in life where we are under this place, but man, there's this moment where we experience freedom. And there's beauty inside of that. All of us walk in that, and we, we have moments of that, and, and as you're an adult now, there's less of that. But man, there's beauty that when we come to this full understanding of what Christ has done for us, 
That, man, we were once a, a, a product of sin. We were once in a place of brokenness where, where sin has had its hold on us. As the Bible would tell us that, man, each has gone its own way in Isaiah 53, right? Each has gone their own way. Each has made decisions to walk away from God. Each of us have, has decided for ourselves what we believe to be best. And in that, we have faced the consequences of missing the mark of God's expectations, and man, we can think of, man, I just want us to go down that road for a second. Remember when it, what that looked like for you. Remember when you said, God, I got this. I'm good. Thank you, but no thank you, okay? Remember what that looked like for you, the, the moments in time where you said, I think I know better. I think I know better on this relationship. I think I know better on, on, on what it means to live a life and have a good time. I think I understand what, it, what it's like in order to treat people as I've been treated. I think I know what it's like to, you know, and, and we found ourselves in a place saying, God, I got this. And we've walked away from maybe God's expectations or, or God's leading inside of our lives. It takes us down some pretty interesting places, right? I mean, we've been in some circumstances. We're like, I don't know about this right now. It's a little shady. It's a little shady. The beauty is, is your testimony's got a little street cred. All right, awesome. <laughs> now, as I tell people, like, you don't need to go make a testimony right now, right? I'm not saying, hey, go do a testimony right now. I'd be like, tonight's the night. I'm, I'm increasing my testimony. No, <laughs> don't do that. But we've all found ourselves in a place where, where the decisions we've made has gone against the heart of God and the expectations of God. We, we have offended him. We have uh, uh, took an offense towards him because we said we know better than your expectations. And with that, there's some pain. But here's the beauty. God chose us, John 16. A moment in time where, where I didn't, you know, we didn't choose God, he chose us. God chose us. You know, the Romans 3.23, the man, yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. There's this place of movement that God had towards us, that God loved us so much that he said, man, in the brokenness, you've made your decisions, have you felt the pain? And has the pain let, you know, uh, been so... Uh, such a big thing for you that you've realized that this way of living is not the way that you want to live. And with that, there's a, there's a better way. There, there's a different way in which we should live. And it, we felt that compelling of God saying, man, there's something better. There's something better inside of your life. And we see this story of God compelling us and bringing us in. And through Jesus Christ, he's brought freedom to our lives. The Bible would tell us that we... Um, the Bible would tell us right here inside of, it says here inside of Romans, uh, no, Hebrews 12. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. You know, leaning in here that Christ has made this decision to, to go to the cross. The, cro the cross awaited him. He endured that thing for the sake of our freedom. But how do we find ourselves in a place where we keep our eyes on Christ, where we move away from our desire into a place on following God's heart? Well, it's, it's finding our eyes focused on Christ. You know, freedom can be found through Jesus Christ, but freedom is a choice we got to make on a daily basis. 
right? We, there's a decision that everybody in this place has to make on a daily basis that I will follow Christ and I will live in the freedom that comes with it, right? Because the wages of sin are death, but the, the wages or the, 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 the life of sin is bondage, right? He's pull off all of the bondage, pull off all of the sin, step into a different place of living, have your eyes on Christ and follow him. That, that's the desire, the heart of our heavenly father, but it's keeping our eyes on Christ. You ever found yourself in a place where, where you've, you've, you know what the right answer is, but for some reason you're not choosing the right answer? You ever been there where you're like, you know what the right thing is to do, but you just, you're just not making that decision? You ever been there before? Now, now this is an interesting place that I, I find in, in Talladega Nights. It's an, it's an awesome movie. It's pretty funny. Um, but there's a moment in time where, where, where life happens to um, uh, Ricky Bobby, okay? <laughs> life happens to Ricky Bobby, and Ricky Bobby gets in a car wreck, catches on fire, finds himself in a place where he feels like he is paralyzed from the waist down. Right? So from the waist down, he feels paralyzed. He's sitting inside of the wheelchair, and his friends come in, and they're just being honest with him. And for whatever reason, he believes that he is paralyzed, they're there to confront him to let him know you're not. And he's offended by it. And he wants to prove so much to them that he is not paralyzed, or that he is paralyzed, that he grabs out a knife. And they're like, don't do it. Just whatever you do, don't do it. And he's like, and he stabs himself inside of the leg. You've seen the movie, okay? Maybe you shouldn't see the movie. I'm just referencing what's going on inside of this movie. He believes it so much that he's willing to risk injury to himself to prove to those around him that he is paralyzed. But what he quickly realizes through this infraction is that he isn't. And sometimes inside of life, Christ has done something for us to bring us freedom, but for whatever reason, we love going back to the chaos. Right? Is grace abound that we should keep on sinning, as Paul would write? Or is grace there that we can continue to live in freedom? Is grace there that we can have our eyes on Christ and say, you know what, our perspective is we are following you, we're choosing freedom on a daily basis. We understand what the wages of sin is. It leads towards brokenness, it leads towards hurt, it leads towards pain, but we wanna be individuals that move in the direction of freedom, peace, out of bondage into clarity. That's who we wanna be. And this is where God has called us to be, man. If we wanna live in freedom, it's a choice we make daily. You know, we find in Genesis chapter two, there's two different trees that are operating inside of the garden of Eden. God created man, male and female, creates the garden and says, here's this beautiful place, but he presents two things to them. Here's two different trees that are existing in this place. There's the tree of knowledge and good and, of good and evil, and then there's the tree of life. Where do we find Eve inside of this story? She's over hanging out by the, the tree of knowledge and good of evil, the very tree that God's like, hey, don't, don't, don't eat from this thing. Now, here's the deal. The, you, you can see it in the story that she had the ability to access the tree of life, but for whatever reason, she was moving towards the direction in which God said not to. Come on, I'm not talking about us tonight. I'm talking about Eve, okay? Eve's got some issues, right? Eve's got a problem. Eve was moving in a direction that God said, no, we don't struggle with that. That's Eve, Okay? Eve's the one that had flesh on her. We don't, okay? <laughs> but isn't it interesting that in these two different, in the, in the same place with great opportunity, God says, hey, just don't do this, but you could have full access to that. Yeah. 
And for whatever reason, the choice that she was making was, I'm gonna move in the direction of what God said not to do rather than be liberated and operate in the freedom of what God said to do or I could do. I mean, this is, I mean, our humanity, right? We, we, we find ourselves falling into the same trap over and over because sometimes living on the edge gives us a little quick thrill. But man, God wants us in the liberty and the freedom of salvation. This is what you get. You get the tree of life. This is the opportunity that stands in front of you. Choose freedom. Don't go towards the tree that'll bring destruction. Don't go towards the tree that'll bring pain. Don't go towards the tree that's gonna bring uh, frustration. Don't bring, go towards that tree. That tree is going to, to compromise your life and the quality of your life. Head towards the tree of life. What is it about this relationship that sometimes we like toxic ones? We like the, I'm good now, Man, this is great. And so, oh my God, I don't know. Does he love me? Does he not love me? I don't know. Picking flowers. Does he love me? Does he not love me? And we're doing this with God. We're doing it with God. The, the very thing is like, no, no, no. The bottom, keep your eyes on Christ. Right? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes on Christ. Run, I mean, running the race, keep your eyes on Christ. Don't get your, get your eyes off of the chaos. Get your eyes off the temptation. Get your eyes on Christ. But what is it? We find ourselves maybe in the works mentality. Ephesians 2.8 would say, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this because what? It's a gift from God. How many of us find ourselves sometimes where we feel like we want to take the credit? for the goodness of God inside of our lives. Like, you know, you see how I'm living right now. You know what, uh, I mean, you see me in the last season, I was living a little broken, you know, but uh, man, you should see me now. Really killing the game, you know what I mean? I'm really killing the game right now. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planted, uh, planned for us to do long ago. He has planned for us long ago. Like, this is already laid up that we would live in the goodness of God, but it's not gonna be tied towards the, our works. Right, you ever been in a relationship where somebody's like, man, you're doing a good job, so I'm going to... I'm going to bless you, right? You're, you're doing such a great job loving me. You know what? I'm now going to love you. You've been in a relationship like that before? You ever had a friendship like that? Where it's like, what have you done for me lately? Okay. Do two more things. We can go have coffee, okay, and just talk this thing out. <laughs> You've been in a relationship like that. You ever been in a relationship where you feel like you have to work to earn approval? Okay, I'm not going to get to the trenches right now on like... Right, more than platana, you know. I'm not gonna get into those trenches. But, but you, you get what I'm saying. When, when a relationship you have to work for, now there's work involved in order to have approval. But what God's saying inside of here is, you don't have to work for it. There, there's no work in order to be in relationship. Heather and I today, I fully trust the work. I mean, what, 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 what Heather has agreed to, I fully trust uh, uh, what Heather has said. I fully trust everything on the other side of my marriage. 
that I do not live a day of my life thinking, well, I don't know if, if I'm going to be valued or loved. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to wake up today, I mean, and, 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 and um, uh, wash the dishes. Maybe I need to come home with some flowers in order to, to gain approval. I'm not questioning, my, my belief is not, my, not, not withering, or my belief is not no, like shifty. I truly f- uh, and fundamentally believe in Heather's heart for me that I don't sit here worrying about that I need to do something in order to gain her love or approval. And here's the freedom that we can live in here today. You don't have to do the same thing for God either. You don't have to do it. He chose us. He chose us through his son, Jesus Christ, that laid down his life, that we would have freedom, that we would have the ability to be loosed from sin, that the bondage we walked in that, was cre- come, uh, that comes from sin, we would have the freedom to fully live out the good intentions that God has long planned for us long ago. I mean, that, you don't have to question it. You don't have to work for it. You can just freely receive it. We are, we are that valuable to God. But why do we find ourselves sometimes in this toxic relationship with God feeling like, well, I need to do more. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. We are enough. He chose us. We can stop worrying about, are we going to be valued based on what we are doing? And we can sit back and rest and we are valuable for who we are. There's freedom in that. That's a cho- we got to make that choice. There's freedom. God has given us. He loves us. He cares for us. Now, here's the beauty. When you are in love, oh, you move in the direction of the one in which you love. When your heart has been captivated by something, your life moves in the direction of that thing. Amen? When your heart's captivated, you move in that direction. Early on in my life, what got my money? God and Heather. That's what got my money, (laughs) right? Where your treasure is or where your heart is, there your treasure will also be. Oh, my treasure was right there. Girl, I love you. Yes, I do. I don't question your love for me, but I love you. So I'm going to move in the direction of you to represent my heart. And when there is love, we move in the direction of loving the other person. So I'd say stop working. Stop working, just live in freedom, knowing that God has already chose you. Start asking God, what do I need to do to fall in more, in a a greater relationship with you? How do I get into a deeper intimacy with you? What does that look like for me? It's not that I have to go read my word, I get to read my word, right? I I don't have to find myself in a place where I'm like, I have to pray. Man, I just get to be in an over, open relationship with my heavenly father where every day we just get to communicate and talk. Man, you know what the Bible says? You have not because you ask not. If, if we lived in this place to say, you know what? Man, we had, a, we had a relationship of love with our heavenly father. Man, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to be in a relationship where I'm in communication constantly. I don't have to, but man, in this freedom, I'm choosing to. Yeah. Amen. I, I am loved. I am highly valued, right? I, I, he's given his best for me. So, man, there is free. We have freedom from sin. We don't have to live in the bondage anymore. Now, here's the beauty. We also have joy in our salvation. We have joy in our salvation. Like today, there's joy in our salvation. Right? The, the only thing that changes in the mix is time. 
But are we still joyful about the salvation we received? Just like the moment that we received freedom, it was like, whoa, I love this. This is amazing. The moment that we realized the weight of our sin and the full price of forgiveness that came through Jesus Christ. Remember what that felt like? Oh, my God. For many people would articulate that, man, it felt like a ton of bricks came off of my shoulders. I found myself in a place where I just... I got, I got clear inside of my life. I felt like I was under so much oppression, man, after so much shame that all of a sudden it came off of me and I feel like man, I was clear-headed. I had, I had a perspective again. You know, it's, it, there's joy inside of our salvation. We we'll say this in 2 Corinthians 3, 16. It says, but whoever someone turns uh, or whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. Bondage, but that veil of darkness is off of us. We're set free now. And those that are walking in freedom, what do they do? They reflect the glory of God. Walking by the spirit, living in the fruit of the spirit, we reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into what? His glorious image. Amen? Amen. What if we focused more on, on impression, perception, and deposits than we did on image? Well, what if we as individuals said, I'm going to focus more on the impression I make the perception people have of me and the deposits I'm making in people's lives rather than my image. Well, what today, the image, it's all about image. Look at me on Instagram. Look at the image I present. Look at how I'm coming and presenting myself. I have it all together. The image game is all about let me try to deceive you into believing something that may not be true about my life. But we serve the God that knows everything about our lives. We can be fooling man, but we can completely not fool God. What if we focused on, I'm going to make a good impression on somebody because I'm reflecting the glory of God here on this earth. I'm, I'm an image bearer of the heavenly father. This isn't about deceiving anybody. This is about having the true character necessary in order to make a difference. I'm going to focus less on my image. I'm going to focus more on the oppression. You know, I'm going to think about my, the perception people have of me because it matters how people perceive me. We live in a world today that's like, who cares? Just who cares about what people say? Well, it matters because whatever people think of you, there's a lot of people walking around today that believe that perception doesn't matter, but their name and their reputation precede them and they're wondering why they don't have opportunity. It matters. We're image bearers of the creator. The fruit of the spirit is inside of us and should be at work through us. It shouldn't be something that we just put on when we come to church. It should be something that we're living every single day. What if we focus more on the impression, the perception, and the deposits we're making? Not just the image. Oh, what do I look like inside of this? Man, I'm thinking about, man, how, what are they going to think? Man, I want to put myself in the best position to win with people. Right, I want to make sure that people, they, they, they get a deposit whenever I show up. I'm not asking for withdrawals. Every time I'm showing, oh, I'm so insecure, I need everybody else to affirm me. No, I'm confident in who I am in Christ. I'm living in the freedom of Jesus Christ. I know what I'm called to do. I'm on purpose. You know, I'm ready. I'm focused. I'm ready to give some deposits. 
And I'm like, oh, well, he doesn't love me. He loves me now. No, 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 no. It's the victim mentality. I'm always a victim. Oh, you know, I'm always unlovable. Oh, no, we're, we are God's masterpiece. Paid for with a high price by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are valuable. Valuable. So what if we think through that lens? Think you through that lens. Man, we want to be image bearers of Jesus Christ, man, reflecting the glory of God here on this earth. We want to think about our impressions and the perceptions that people have, and we also want to think about the deposits in which we are making. Man, he has blessed us. He's empowered us. He's strengthened us, man. He's anointed us for the work that he has laid out ahead of us. Man, it was set up long before we were ever in our mother's womb, but he knew that we would exist at this moment in time in history to do something specific. There is a joy that comes with this salvation, the freedom we get in Jesus Christ. There's a joy that comes with it. You know, we get the joy to, man, we get a relationship. Number one, I mean, if you want to write that down, we get the relationship with the heavenly creator. I mean, the, uh, the creator of the universe, our heavenly father. Like the joy of salvation fundamentally is there's a restoration of relationship that was broken between the creator of the universe and humanity. And you and I that are victims of sin because of the one sin that Adam brought into the world, now through the, the, the work of Jesus Christ, another man has stepped in to bring restoration to the heavenly father. And this is like, this is the joy of salvation. I mean, some of us today, and I, I talked a little bit about this last week, that if I said one person that you could be in a relationship with today, that you would have a relationship with, who would that person be? And you would lose your mind to have the ability to talk to that person. But this very fact that Jesus Christ gave his life for you and has given us now freedom in salvation, like freedom through salvation, now we have the joy of it. And the joy is we get relationship with the creator. But some of us, we don't see that beauty. We don't have joy in that. It's like, okay, cool. But you think about the, the, the heavenly father that has good gifts for us, wants to give the Holy Spirit to us, wants to bless our lives, He's the one that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's a, he, he has the ability. He knows your life. He knows what you need. He knows no, when you need it. As I said earlier, he says, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. But if we believed in that relationship, we would maybe walk with a little more confidence that we are sons and daughters of the king. And you know what we need to do is just ask. Yeah. And just like, man, I'm a father today. When my kids ask me stuff crazy, I'm like, y'all good. Praise God. God bless your little soul. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. But there's sometimes, I mean, I'll tell you, my heart moves in a direction on this is the third dessert of the night, but I love you so much and you're so cute, you can have it. <laughs> and there's a heavenly father, I think, sitting up there saying, you are my son, you are my daughter. Yeah. And so much so that you are, you're worth it. Yeah, I'll bless you again with another bonus. I'm not a name it, claim it guy. Don't get me wrong right now. This is not prosperity gospel. I'm just saying, I believe there's a God that truly loves his children and has good gifts and he wants to bless us. And sometimes we can sit back and not see the joy of that. There's a God that loves us. He wants to bless us. He's got plans to prosper us. There's a hope and a future for us, right? He's got good, good gifts for us. Man, we get relationship with the heavenly father, right? Then we are at our worst, man. He can lift our heads up. That he can work time and space for the sake of our good. He can create opportunity for our good. He can change I mean, circumstances that we would encounter the right person at the right time that would be the person that lifts us up according to the 
spirit of God at work in their lives. We have a God that loves us that much. The joy of our salvation, man, we get relationship with the heavenly father. The second thing I would say is the joy of salvation is we have purpose today. Each one of us has a purpose today. You ever, you remember back in the day when you're like, I don't know what I want to do, right? You're in your fifth year of college. You're like, oh, I just changed my major four times. I don't know what I'm, <laughs> right? I don't know what I want to do, right? You're on your fifth job and you're like, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. You remember what it was like. I mean, today you may be living with purpose, but remember what it was like whenever you didn't have purpose. There's moments in time where you're like, God, what are you doing with my life? I feel like I'm waking up aimlessly running after X, Y, and Z. I don't know why I'm even here. What, am I, what is my existence? What is my, what is my purpose? And maybe you're here tonight and you're questioning that very thing now. Oh, you, got the, you have salvation, but there's no more joy in the salvation. And you're, you're wondering, what is my purpose? What is my earthly purpose? What, what is my, where am I supposed to put my hand and my, fit, my foot to? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, well the Bible's very clear. Seek first the kingdom, live righteously, and God will add unto you. So while you're trying to figure out what your hand and your feet are supposed to be doing, how about you just be about the work of building the kingdom? Right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Be about the work of building the kingdom. Okay, what am I here to do? I'm building kingdom. I'm here. I'm seeking first the kingdom, and I'm, I want to see people come to know Jesus, wherever that is, wherever it is. If it's a coffee shop, as I'm filling out applications, I didn't got the job yet, all good, but I want to build kingdom. Okay, I want to live righteously. I mean, talent can take me places, but character is going to keep me there, so I might as well be working on my Christian character. So I'm going to be in the process of like, God, what? search me, oh God, discover in me all these anxious thoughts that I have. Develop me, equip me, encourage me, strengthen me, empower me, give me a hope. Man, give me this future. I've got to get ready now because what's coming is something far bigger than me, right? I mean, you get, put your hand to some work, but the beauty is the joy in salvation is there's a purpose now. Like we got something to point towards. We got a direction in which we are going. We have something bigger than ourselves that we are a part of. Something that God has called us into. No man can come to Christ unless God draws him unto him. Yeah. And we step into this glorious relationship and the redemptive work of Christ here on this earth. That's why everybody in here can never say, I'm not in full-time ministry. Everybody in this place is in full-time ministry. You show up at your workplace, you're in full-time ministry. Full-time ministry. Every single person in here, no matter what we put our hand to, there's always somebody around us that doesn't know, and we are image bearers of the creator. Helping people move along. This is the joy of salvation. We get relationship with our creator. We get purpose inside of life. We have our steps that are, are moving forward and following Jesus and building kingdom. The last thing I would say, the joy of salvation is we receive the abundant life. John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose, Jesus says, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Again, I'm not talking about prosperity gospel here. But what I am saying is that the heart of a heavenly father, God wants to give us a rich and satisfying life. Amen? A rich and satisfying life. Every single person inside of here, God wants to give us a rich and satisfying life, right? The thief has come to still kill and destroy. But man, Jesus has come to give us rich and satisfying life. You know, some of the most joyful people today are the ones that don't have money. They may not have worldly possessions, but man, they have complete, you know, joy in the relationships and the calling and the purpose that is inside of their lives. 
I'm watching this lady right now on, on YouTube that's traveling. She's traveling all the way from South America all the way up to Alaska. I think she's crazy. But what I love about the show is she's shown me places that I've never seen before just by riding on a dirt bike on off-roads of, no, I mean, like she's not going through the major cities for the most part. But what she's showing is there's people in remote places inside of Central America and South America that have so much joy and immense generosity. They just love people. I mean, it's just given. You got this wealthy person running through on a little jacked up motorcycle. But there's people that have generous, that have nothing that want to be generous towards her. And here's the beauty, man. When Jesus touches your life, he moves inside of your heart, you realize the one that gave it all for you. You want to represent that. He's come to give us a rich and satisfying life. This is not prosperity gospel that, man, God can give you the blessing. He can do that. But more, than, more importantly, God wants to change your perspective. He wants, to, he wants us to learn how to live in contentment. He wants us to learn how to live in, 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 in the joy of a relationship with the Heavenly Father. He wants us to learn how to you know, live whether we have plenty or we're in want. He wants us to enjoy beauty is salvation, when we are healed of whatever brokenness we come from, we're not just, it's not just the weight of sin, but it's the whole person. We become a new person in Christ Jesus. So with that, all the funk of the flesh goes in, you know, under the blood of Christ and we become the new creation. That's emotionally. That's physically. Right? That's personally. Right? We're, we're complete. This is the joy of salvation. We we get new. We get the newness of who we are. We get a different perspective, a different outlook on, on life. And man, this is what Christ has done for us. There's a joy. There's freedom. That's just a choice. That freedom has released us, you know, through the, the blood of Jesus Christ has released us from the bondage of sin. At the same time, we got to remember the joy of our salvation. There's so much beauty inside of it. Maybe today you're here and you're like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not very joyful anymore. I just kind of get through the routine and I do X, Y. I mean, I just kind of go through the routine. But there's not this joy of like, man, I remember when. You know, God, you know, Matthew chapter 5, God blesses those who are humble. Or another version would be God blesses those who are meek. What is he saying? He's saying God's blessing is going to fall on those individuals that operate from a place of humility to realize how messed up they were and how gracious our God was. And when you live from that principle, the Bible says you will inherit the earth which means nobody, nobody is beyond your reach. It's not you're living from a high horse. You're living with people because you're walking in humility that God crossed the cosmos and touched a broken, you know, messed up, sinful, dirty, jacked up individual. And if God would do that for you, then why couldn't you do that for others? And you will inherit the earth. God bless you come to give us a rich and satisfying life. He's given us relationship. There's joy in our salvation, but maybe today we're living in a place where there's no more joy in the salvation. We've lost the joy of our salvation. We've lost sight of it. Maybe life has become too tough. Maybe we've been hurt by way too many people. Maybe today the, the season that we're in doesn't look like a rich and satisfying life. And today we're, we're losing sight of a heavenly father that loves us, whether we, we have it all together or whether we're falling apart. 
there's still a Heavenly Father that loves us right where we are at. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to do anything for it. We don't have to like question it. We just got to be present to say, we know. We know our Heavenly Father loves us. So if we would stand up tonight, what I want to do as we close this out, I want us to, to, stand, to, to stand here tonight and, and press in tonight and lead in tonight and get the posture inside of our heart that we would receive. Realize we are free from the bondage of madness of our past because of the blood of Christ. And with that, we are saved and we are redeemed. But here's the deal. We can live today without the joy. Well, one of the, fruit of the <laughs> fruits of the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, right? All of the, these, these qualities enjoy being one of them and today we can be in this place where it's like well I got a few of them but no God wants us to have all of them God wants us to completely be full of his spirit and on purpose with his plan whatever we are doing so if you're sitting here tonight and say man I've lost the joy of my salvation Psalms 51 would say this restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you when you forget how, some, how good something is, you may start to press, push away from it. You may stop, to stop tapping into it. You may start going, stop going to it for, for what it gives you, right? You, 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 just, you just lost sight of it. And today, I don't want us to lose sight. We live in a free country here today because there are some people that believe in the ideals that people should live free out of tyranny. And today we live in a new kingdom that comes with, you are free and whom the son has set free is free indeed. Live free. Don't go back to the chaos. Don't go back to the madness. Walk in the joy of your salvation, relationship with God. Walk in it. So I want us to do is as we sing here tonight, I just want us to say, God, restore in me the joy of salvation. Restore in me the joy of salvation. God, take me back to that moment where I felt the weight of sin fly off of me. God, take me back to that moment where I just couldn't get enough of you. God, take me back to that moment where I didn't question my value. God, take me back to that place where I fully trusted you. I had faith to believe that I was enough and that I didn't have to do anything to work for your acceptance. Take me back to that place as we step into this place. Let's just sing for a moment and then we're gonna pray. And I believe we're walking out of this place stepping into 4th of July, not just celebrating a holiday in this country, but we're walking in celebrating the joy of our salvation that's come through the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's sing it out. Yeah.
chapter 15 and when it speaks about the heart of God and Jesus trying to communicate the heart of a heavenly father for his people we've talked about the three lost things and you get the lost coin you get the lost sheep you get the prodigal son story we all know the prodigal son story but here's the deal Jesus is trying to communicate the heart of a heavenly father that rejoices over lost things being found. Every circumstance, there's rejoicing in heaven over lost things being found. It's the heart of a heavenly father. And tonight, you may be operating in the salvation. You may be operating today in salvation, but you've lost joy. Let me just tell you, your heavenly father hasn't lost joy over you. He was rejoicing in your salvation and you being found. What I'm saying tonight, let's be restored in the joy of our salvation because our Heavenly Father is rejoicing over us. If you're here today and you're saying, man, this is me, the season has been rough. It's been a rough season for me. I've had some bad encounters, I've had some letdowns, I've had some disappointments, I've had some failures, and this is you. You're saying, man, I feel like I don't have the joy in my salvation. I'm saved, don't get me wrong, I'm saved, but I'm going through the motions. The original vision I had over this house, the dream that God gave me 15 years ago, 15 plus years ago, 17 years ago, whatever it is now, is people were walking through these doors, zombies. What is that, lifeless? No purpose. Just walking through, going through the motion, I'm here dream that God gave me as I preached, life was found. Same lives that walked in as zombies, lifeless, walked out full of life. It's the same thing I would be seeing here tonight. You may be walking in lifeless because life has knocked you upside the head. Let me just tell you, man, there's a God that loves you and is rejoicing. Man, he's got good gifts for us. He doesn't want us going through the motions. He wants there, he wants there to be joy and salvation. He wants to be full of the Holy Spirit, full of his presence, on point with mission, and ready for the good work that he's laid out for us. Not life happening to us, but man, let's us make life happen. Not by chance doing the will of God, but man, on purpose doing the will of God. So if this is you and you've been in a season, I'm speaking to you. Maybe you'd be willing to say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna throw up my hand. Just raise your hand, say, the pastor, that's me. I've been in a season, it's been tough been challenging. I feel lifeless. There's, there's lost a little bit of the joy and the salvation. But tonight you want to restore. Amen. Come on, can we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that all, that all would receive the joy, man, that comes from knowing a heavenly father, that comes from salvation. And then we walk in its fullness. Well, let's pray all over the house. Maybe this isn't you, but man, you've been there before. Pray specifically for your brothers and your sisters in Christ around you. As we just press in, God, we come to you, Lord. Father, we know there's seasons inside of life that don't meet our expectations, God, and in, our, in the best of our intentions, even the best of us find disappointment. Even the best of us, the most loving, can be deeply wounded in relationships. Best of us, Father, can allow one failure to dismantle the joy of our salvation. 
Father, I pray across the board tonight, Lord, as we've felt the emotions, God, and maybe you've taken us back to that moment in time where we were at our lowest, but God, you were at your best and you showed up and you found us. That Lord, in the middle of the remembrance, God, there's the emotion that comes with, man, I am valuable. That you found me in the middle of my madness and God, tonight, Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can, you can begin to heal hearts that have been wounded. You can begin to change perspective, God, on those that through circumstance don't feel valuable. God, you can help those see your hand that's been at work in the middle of their, their circumstances in their life, God, developing them along for the, the journey. God, I pray tonight that for those that, Father, lost sight of where they are at in the middle of season that they are in, that God, you'd, be, you'd show them, give them a glimpse, give them a vision. Father, maybe they'll lay their heads down tonight, Lord, and you'll give them a dream. That, Father, you begin to articulate to them that the, the, the season that they are in, you've left a lack of clarity for a purpose to develop them. That, Lord, if there was clear vision on where they were going, they would miss the process of becoming. Father, tonight there's a revelation, God, that's bringing the transformation. The revelation of development, the revelation of a greater plan that you are doing, God. So, Father, strengthen in them faith to believe in you in the relationship that your intentions are good, though the season may not look good. You're a heavenly Father that loves us, God. Lord, bring joy back to the salvation. Father, as you have rejoiced over them, may you bring the joy into their lives. Pour in joy. Pour it in, God. Restore into them the joy of their salvation. Put it back in, God. Father, those that tonight may be, they are a part of the lost sheep or the lost coin or the lost son tonight, God, and you're restoring relationship, God. For those that are broken and hurting, God, that have found themselves on the fringes of the kingdom, God, but tonight you're welcoming them back in. God, we thank you, God, for every life that is turning from sin, turning from brokenness, turning from a life of sin, God, and walking back into relationship. God, I pray, Father, they would be embraced by you, God, with the, with the love of, of your of your of your heart, God, that, Father, you'd meet them in this place, God. May there be a wild encounter, one that supersedes their understanding, God, that defies all of their human reasoning, that God would meet them in the middle of their brokenness exactly how they wished it to be. You are a God that loves us, has great plans for us, God. Father, we pray that you would do the work necessary by bringing joy and, Father, encountering lost things. Bring it all together here tonight. Joy of salvation. Father, the fullness of your love. Restore unto us this joy, God, that, Father, we may follow you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Across the room here tonight, amen. 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 Well, come on. We, 
live in a free country, we might as well be citizens of the kingdom that live in freedom and joy. Amen. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, may you have an incredible rest of your day and make sure you enjoy Fourth of July, an incredible celebration inside of this country. Amen. Enjoy Fourth of July, Independence Day, walk in that fullness. And I think that's it for tonight, uh, for today. We're having a good time in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. You can hang out if you would like to, but we thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you for being here today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Have a great time with your family. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next Sunday.